השיר לעילו נשמע סבדוביץ' ולמשה הכהן. I think the, 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 base, the basis of what, what I'm going to speak this evening, I think I once mentioned over here. I don't really remember, but if I do, if I did, I apologize that I'll say it over again. One of the most important, probably the most, the most important ingredient in, in harmony in the home, Shalom Bayes, what we call, is... If each side, in other words, the husband and the wife, the man and the woman, if they, they would each understand their exclusive obligations to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to the home. My mother, Zayn Gesund, as I was a little boy, she used to always quote the first Pasuk in Tehillim. First parakintilim. He would concentrate by day and by night. Everyone has their own exclusive Torah. The Moshe she used to bring is the the Oni, the poor man goes to the to the Asher and he says, You have an obligation to give stoker. And the usher opens up the Rambam. The Rambam says that it's, a person should strain himself and not, and not receive stucker, if he unless he really, really needs it. So the Pasuk says, Everyone should concentrate in his own Torah. The rich man has his, has his Torah and the poor man has, has, has his Torah. Now, when it comes to Shalom Bayez, when it comes to the husband and wife in the family, many times each one is a, an expert on the other one's job. The husband knows exactly how the wife is supposed to greet him, how the wife is supposed to act, and exactly, and sometimes he calls the Rambam, how he's supposed to mechabit him, etc., etc. And the wife, for sure, knows the obligations of the husband. And that makes a lot of trouble. <coughs> Everyone has to concentrate on his own obligations. Now, <coughs> the man's obligations, really, are much easier to define than the woman's obligations. What I'm going to just try to discuss this evening is one of the reasons why we don't really understand the woman's obligations in Yiddishkeit and the woman's obligation in the home is because we don't know how to define the whole character of men versus women in the creation of a Kodesh Baruch in the world and in Yiddishkeit. And this will be our discussion this evening, Bezer Hashem, to try to give a definition of, of, the, of the woman in creation and in, in Yiddishkeit. And if we'll understand the definition of the woman, then we'll be able to understand her obligations. Yes. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't remember if I mentioned it over here, but if I did, I'm going to mention it again. When HaKadosh Baruch created the world in the, in the heights of the heaven, there are There are two great luminaries, which is the sun and the moon. 
Now, we know that these two Mo'iris, the sun and the moon, are an analogy of Moshal, of a, a man and a woman, of a Zachar and a Kevin. And it's very, very interesting that this is a Kodesh Baruch Hu's Moshal, that a Kodesh Baruch Hu put in the heavens. Obviously, it's something extremely important for us to understand. And these two illuminaries, the Shemesh V'yereach, really can be considered the father and the mother of the world. Because they give energy to the world, they give light to the world. And through them, all the brachas come to the world, all the blessings come to the world. Now, I'm going to quote a very interesting Gemara. And let me <coughs> quote the Gemara slowly and try to explain it. And here we'll understand our issue. The Gemara says <coughs> that there's a contradiction in these two psukim. The Pasuk starts off by telling us, The two great Mo'iris, illuminaries. And then it says, the, the big one and the small one. So the Gemara says we have a contradiction. And the Gemara says it's very famous that in the beginning when Hashem created them, they were two Mo'iris Hagadoyim. They were two the same size. And the moon came and was Makatrik. And the moon came with a complaint and said, we can have, not have a situation that the two great kings should have the equal crown. In other words, it's impossible to have a situation of two Mo'iris that should be the same size. Now, the implication was that I should be bigger than the sun. And HaKadosh Baruch told the moon, alright, you're right, if you can't be both the same size, L'chi umati yisatzmich. You become smaller. Now, this is very, very famous, and it's been taught in the kindergarten. The, continu- the continuation of the Gemara is not that famous. The Gemara says that the moon said to Hashem, Is that what I deserve, that I said something which is correct? In other words, the moon did not accept that. I said something which is correct, that's what I deserve, that I should make myself smaller. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu realized that the moon was, was, was hurt. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to find the moon. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, <clears throat> Therefore, because I made you smaller, you're going to have stars. Millions and billions and trillions of stars. And the sun doesn't have stars. And you're going to have stars. I will make your armies. I will give you armies of stars. The moon was not happy. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Alright, why well, you're insulted that you're called Moir HaKotan, you're called small. Tzadikim Yikoru Bishmech. The greatest Tzadikim of all times are also called Kotan. Yaakov Avinu was called Yaakov Beno HaKotan. And David HaMelech says, David Hu HaKotan. David is a small one. Tzadikim Yikoru Bishmech. And the moon was not... But not appeased. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, <clears throat> Which means, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, that on Rosh Chodesh, like in every Yom Tif, we have special Karbonis, 
And one of the korbanos is a chatos. How do, how do you say chatos in English? Everyone knows what korban chatos is, right? For atonement. Now, it always says, V'soyer lechatos. On Rosh Chodesh it says, U'si'irizim lechatos lahashem. A chatos for Hashem. And Hashem says, Heviu alai kaporim. Bring me a kapora, an atonement. In other words, we can't even say the words. Hashem says, really, you're right, I did something wrong. And bring me a kapora. That's the Gemara. Again, the moon complained that we cannot, we cannot be equal. So HaKadosh Baruch says, alright, you become smaller. So the moon says, that's not what I deserve. I said something very correct. So Hashem started being fires the moon. Started appeasing the moon. At first Hashem gave them millions of stars. She was not appeased. And then Hashem said, alright, but Tzaddik will be called in your name. She was not appeased. So Hashem says, alright, I deserve, I have to be forgiveness. I, I, I need a, a carbon to forgive on what I did. That's the Gemara. Now, let's ask a very, a very important kasha. The kasha is, if Hashem agreed to the moon, if Hashem agreed to the moon, that Hashem, whatever will say, that it was unjustful that Hashem told the moon to become smaller. So why does Hashem bring a carbon? That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do children. You're supposed to, you're supposed to fix it up. Hashem should rebuild the moon where it used to be. Is everyone with me? Yeah. yeah? In other words, <coughs> imagine if someone, someone takes this away from someone unjustfully. And he says, alright, and he doesn't become a piece. So give it back. You don't bring a carbon. A carbon you bring after, after you fixed it up. What does it mean Hashem says to bring, bring me an atonement? Now, there's something very deep and very beautiful. Let's start from the beginning. Originally, the sun and the moon were Shnei Mo'eris Hagadoidim. According to the Benu Bechaye, this means, it does not mean that there were two suns. The sun is a ball of fire, of energy. The moon has no fire, no energy. The moon is a reflection of the sun. Now, originally, when Hashem created the sun and the moon, that they were both Mo'eris HaGadoyim, according to the Benu Bechaye, it does not mean that there were two suns. It means the sun was the sun, and the moon was the moon. The sun was an origin of fire and of light. And the moon was a reflection. But the sun and the moon were facing each other with 100% concentration on one another. And just like if someone stands in front of the mirror, all of the beauty of the one who's standing in front of the mirror will reflect from the mirror. So in the beginning, the sun and the moon were facing each other and just like if you put a flashlight next to a mirror, you won't know where's the flashlight, where's the mirror. They were two great luminaries. Even though one was the origin of light, and one was the reflection of light. Now, the moon complained. And the moon said something very beautiful. The moon said, now, before I continue, there's a terrible kasha here. There's something very, very hard to understand. Because if that's the case that originally the sun and the moon was an origin and a reflection, 
So how could the moon imagine that I should be bigger than the sun? You can't be bigger than, than, than what you reflect. Alright? But that's exactly what the moon was saying. The moon said like this, Hashem, the sun is an origin of light. Where does it get the light from? From Hashem. You are the origin of life, but your light near or the sun gets from Hashem, obviously. And I get from the sun. So the moon says, Why should I reflect the sunlight? I want to get straight from Hashem. In other words, the moon was asking to connect to Hashem. Now, there can be two ways how the moon wants to connect to Hashem. Two reasons. One reason is because maybe he's really jealous. Why should I get from the sun? And why should I be only reflection? I want to get reflection from Hashem. Maybe it comes from jealousy. Or maybe it comes from reality to be close to Hashem. So Hashem said to the moon, and was testing the moon, to know why did the moon complain as such. So Hashem says, you know what? You're going to have a billion stars. So now listen. If the sun was just plain, if the moon was just plain jealous, so now he's not jealous anymore because now he's even better than the sun. He has stars. What? No, no, no. Let's let's go into this issue of the stars. But it just whatever it means, the stars are, is the armies of the moon. That's not the issue. Just you have, you have armies. The sun has no armies. He's all by himself during the day, right? So if the moon was just jealous of the sun, so Hashem says, "All right, you get something which 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 the sun doesn't have, and make you feel good." So if the moon would have been appeased, that means the moon really doesn't care to be close to Hashem, but the moon just wants to be special. You got it? And the moon was not appeased. The moon says, no, I'm not happy about that. I don't want, I, I don't want, I'm not jealous. I, I want to be close to Hashem. So Hashem says, you know what? You're not appeased with stars, but the biggest tzaddikim of creation, Yaakov, Avim, Dovod, Amelech, have your name. You're called Cotton. And they're called cotton. Cotton is not, is not an insult. Cotton is a greatness. And again, if it came from jealousy, the moon would be happy. But the moon was not happy. And the moon was saying, I want to be close to Hashem. And I said something which is correct. So Hashem says, Which means, <coughs> on Rosh Chodesh, and the whole issue of Rosh Chodesh, <clears throat> really appeases the moon. Now, <clears throat> the explanation of this issue is really not relevant to my discussion. I'm going to explain it in short, just because I want to, you know, you should, you should, I don't want to, I should finish the Gemara. And then we're going to come to the crux of our issue. But I can't, you know, I just can't leave it in the middle, so I have to explain it, even though it's, it's irrelevant. Anrish Chodesh, which is, which is the basis of all Moedim, of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Shavuos, Sukkot, Pesach, all the Moedim. The natural phenomenon of Rosh Chodesh is the Moilad, means the birth of the moon. The birth of the moon means like this. When the moon is facing the sun, then the moon is a full moon. When it's turned away, then it's a, a half moon, a quarter moon, three quarters moon, whatever it is. The Moilad means the first connection between the sun and the moon. That is the natural phenomenon of Rosh According to Torah, the Moilad 
is not what decides Rosh Chodesh. Because we have reasons when we want to put off the Rosh Chodesh. And there are two basic reasons. One basic reason is we don't want Yom Kippur to be on a Sunday or a Friday, and we don't want a Shana Rabbah to be on a Shabbos. Let's not go into the particulars. That's, that's, the, that's the main reason. Now, if we see that the natural moilat, the natural birth of the moon, comes out in, a, in, in such a way, Yom Kippur will be Sunday or Friday, we put on Rosh Chodesh. So here you see that the moilat, the birth of the moon, the real Rosh Chodesh, is not depending on the sun, but depending on the decision of Torah. And whose decision of Torah? Hashem. And now, and now the moon was happening. Why? <coughs> Hashem says, on Rosh Chodesh, what did you want? You want that you should not be dependent on the sun. You should be attached to Hashem. On Rosh Chodesh, you have what you want. Because the, the issue of Rosh Chodesh is not the natural phenomena of the connection with the sun, but with the decision of the Torah, which is the decision of Hashem. Does everyone understand? Good. Now, let me let, let me come, come to the issue because the Gemara is a deep, deep, deep issue. Let, let me come to the issue which, which, I, which I want to discuss at, at, at this evening. The whole issue of a man and a woman really is the issue between the sun and the moon. I think you all know today in modern times the the non-religious world I, I don't know how, I don't want to describe it any any other way has a lot of complaints especially to the Torah about how about the, about the differences between men and women now let me try to explain for a moment we see that the men have many many mitzvahs that the women don't have whether it's sukkah or it's lulav or it's or it's um, shayfer Many mitzvahs that, all the mitzvahs which is man grammar, the women don't have. The most important mitzvah is Torah. most important mitzvah is Torah. And the women don't learn Torah. Men, they can learn Torah. What they, what they have to learn, what they, what, what they need. But the dedication the men have to Torah, the women don't have. Now, <clears throat> let us define what, <clears throat> what is the, man, the, the, the man's <laughs> obligation in Torah, the woman's obligation in Torah. Now, in nature, let, let's define the man and the woman. The man is like the sun. The sun is an origin of energy, of heat, of light. And the man generates all greatness. Whether it's terror, or it's mitzvahs, or he's out in the world, he's building the world. He's the one who builds the factories, he's supposed to build the factories, he's the one who's, who's making the money. The whole building of the world... But there a call comes from the men. The woman... Now, please, hold on. Don't, don't, don't get excited. The woman, by creation, is like, is like the moon. Which means, the moon really is called in the... I, I can't even say it in English. I'll say it in the language of the Zohar. Leslo Megami Klum. He has nothing on his own. Just like a mirror. A mirror has nothing on his own. A woman, by nature of creation, 
has nothing. She's 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 absolutely nothing. Please hold on because you, I'll, I'll soon. <laughs> the nature of the woman, the nature of the woman, the kishrin of the woman, the talent of the woman, is to connect. Is to connect. The man. I want to tell you something, which I, I, I disagree to Rabbi Tauber. I, I, I don't want to make a big issue out of it. Rabbi Tauber always says, why is there a mitzvah for men to get married? There's no mitzvah for women to get married. He always says, because men, without a woman is, is a chutzi, is, 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 like, is like, like the sun without a diamond. And the woman is, has, has her shlemis by herself. I don't want to go into the issue. I think it's the exact opposite. For the man, there's a mitzvah to get married because it's a mitzvah to get married. For a woman, it's not a mitzvah. It's, it's not a mitzvah to get married. It's it's her essence, her creation. If she doesn't get married, she's nothing. She has to get married by nature. And when nature, when nature, when nature tells you that you're not, that doesn't, you don't have to make a mitzvah out of it. Because the mitzvah of a woman is to connect, to reflect. Now, <clears throat> way in the beginning, the the shemesh and the yereach were reflecting each other. The Shemesh was here, the Yerech was here, and the, and the, the Yerech was, was reflecting the Shemesh. The Yerech came with a very interesting taina. And the moon was saying like this, Why do I have to reflect the sun? If I have the talent to reflect, if I am a mirror, I could reflect Hashem. I could reflect Hashem. If I will reflect Hashem, then I could be even bigger than the sun. Why do I have to be reflecting the sun? The sun doesn't have a ta- does not have the talent to reflect, because the sun is generating, and when you generate, you don't reflect. But I am a nothing, and I can reflect. So why do I have to reflect the sun? I can reflect Hashem. And if I'll reflect Hashem, I'll be greater than the sun. Now, this could come from jealousy, or this could come from the purity of the of the of the will to be close to Hashem. And Hashem was 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 testing the moon. Now, let's let, let me come to the crux of the issue, which I want to tell you this evening. A woman by nature does not have the turret the man has, the mitzvahs the man has, all the energies the man has that the woman doesn't have. What Hashem gave the woman is the talent to reflect. By nature, she's supposed to reflect her husband. But when the woman has a talent to reflect, the Torah says, A woman, a great woman, is a crown to her husband. A crown means an origin and she's above her husband. Because really, a woman with her talent can go way above and beyond the greatness of the husband. Because the husband, the man, all his greatness is the energies he generates. His terror, his mitzvahs. The woman, the woman, her greatness is to reflect. So if she turns to Hashem, and she reflects Hashem's beauty, 
And she's way, way above the greatness of her husband. Let me bring you an example. There were two, the two greatest women that ever lived was Rachel and Leah. Now, it's very interesting. Rachel was a person of Maisim Toivim. Rachel did a mitzvah once in her life. This mitzvah that she did was by definition the greatest act of chesed and mysterious nefesh that was done in the creation from beginning to end. As you all know, when the base of English was destroyed, HaKadosh Baruch Hu destroyed the base of Mikdash. Avraham Avinu came crying. I had tennis, 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 I made that kid. Yitzchak came crying. Yaakov came crying. Moshe Rabbeinu came crying. Hashem didn't accept for anybody. Until Rachel said that when Yankov was engaged to me and I gave him away, it wasn't only my chosn, it was the whole future of the Jewish people. Yankov Avinu, that's Am Yisrael. Neitzach, Neitzach, all eternity. And I gave it away, not to embarrass my sister. And Hashem says, Yeshchar lepu'ulasech no'um Hashem. I will reward what you did. No one in the world ever did such a thing. It was the greatest act of mysterious nefesh that was done. And our hope for Mashiach is based on this act. Now she had a sister. Her name was Leah. Vayar Hashem kisnu Leah. Yaakov loved Rachel because Rachel was the greatest woman that ever lived, that ever will live. She was the Shechina HaKadosh. She was, she, she is, she's, she's the Merkov to the, the Shechina. And Leah was nothing. Leah was supposed to go to Esav. What did Leah do? She cried her eyes out. She cried her eyes out. She cried and she cried and she cried and she cried. What does it mean to cry? To cry is not greatness. What's so great about crying? To cry is to face Hashem. She took hold of Hashem and she grabbed Hashem and she cried and she cried and she cried and she cried and she cried. So Rachel is like a son. Rachel is, generates greatness. And Hashem said to Rachel, listen to these words, you don't have to cry like your sister. You did such an action which is the greatest action that will ever be in the, in the creation. But what did Leah do? Leah had nothing. She was nothing. She was a garnished. So she faced Hashem and she cried and she cried and she cried and she cried. The end of the story is that Rachel was the mother, is the mother of Yosef, which is the expression of the Jewish people. And Leah is the Torah, the crown to the Jewish people. Because the Leviah, which is the, the, the holiness of the Jewish people, and the, and the Kahuna, and the Beis Hamikdash came from Leah. And the Malchus Mashiach came from Leah. And Yisachar, who is the Talmud Chachamim, came from Leah. And Zavulim, who supports Torah, came from Leah. And the Malam de Tinoikis, which is like stars, came from Leah. All the greatest came from Leah. <laughs> you, re- you realize the story? Yeah, I read the story. No, do you realize what's, how, does, how it supplies? Rachel was the great was 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 the great person, was the generator of all of of, of Maisim Toivim. Leah was the garnished. So what did she do? She cried. She cried to Hashem, and she got everything. That's called Eishes Chayel Teres Bayna. If the Eishes Chayel, if the woman 
who was really only a only reflection, only the possibility of connection. But if she's chayil, then she becomes the crown over her husband, and she is greater than the husband. Again, because the husband, the man, is restricted to his greatness, because he's a generator of greatness, and he is great as he is. But she is a mirror; she's a reflection. And a reflection is not restricted to anything. No restrictions. There's not, because, if, because if you get a hold of Hashem, then you can get everything. Now let me tell you the terrace on the Kasha. The Kasha was, when, when the moon came to Hashem complaining that we cannot be equal, so Hashem says, you become small. So the Kasha was, then Hashem said, oh, you, you, you made a mistake. Chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. You can't even say that, right? So Hashem started appeasing her, and she wouldn't become appeased. So Hashem says, bring me a kapur. So the kasha says, why does Hashem fix it up? And the answer is, this is beautiful. Hashem can't fix it up. Because Hashem said like this, Hashem said, look, I told you to become smaller. There's one of two possibilities. Either you're jealous, or you want to reflect Hashem. If you're jealous, you have to be small. If you want to reflect Hashem, you also have to be small. You have to be small. Because if you're, going to be, if you're going to be a big shot, you'll never, you'll never reflect Hashem. you reflect yourself. So Hashem says, that, look, this situation has to be that the moon is sitting in the side, you know, that she, she never takes the center of anything. For one of two reasons. Either she's jealous, then she deserves it. Or she wants to reflect Hashem, and reflecting Hashem is only by miyatis atzmat, making yourself small. Because the moment you start generating, then you can't reflect. Now, I want to bring several, several, several practical points. There's one practical point which is very important to understand. <clears throat> women, women have, have a tendency, I'm not talking about, uh, about, about you know, serious problems, but just, you know, just, just in, in part of an everyday life, have a tendency to, of, of becoming depressed. Now, there's all kinds of ways, all kinds of variations of this tendency. One of the ways is just plain braggers. Just plain braggers, and then I'll describe it to you. I think you people know what I'm talking about. If you don't know, then your husband's lucky. <laughs> Sometimes someone at home says an insulting word, and then, you know, you just, you just become turned off. And he says, you know, well, you know anything wrong? Nothing wrong. I, but yeah, but since they want to with him, I'd lecture. All right. That's a good idea. Now, I want to bring several, several, several practical points. There's one practical point which is very important to understand. Women, women have have a tendency. I'm not talking about uh, about about you know serious problems, but just you know just just in, in part of an everyday life have a tendency to, of becoming depressed. Now, there's all kinds of ways, all kinds of variations of this tendency. One of the ways is just plain braggers. Just plain braggers, and then I'll describe it to you. I think you people know what I'm talking about. If you don't know, then your husband's lucky. Sometimes someone at home says an insulting word, and then, you know, you just, you just become turned off. And he says, you know, well, you know anything wrong? Nothing wrong. I, but yeah, but there's wrong. No, nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. And sometimes you can hold like that for, for days. 
Sometimes it's worse than that. Now you have to understand where it comes from. By nature, <coughs> by nature, a man generates. By nature. By nature, a woman connects. The moment a woman feels that there's something wrong with the connection, at that moment, by nature, she's lost. Because that's all she is. That's all she is. She's a reflection. That's all she is. So the moment she feels there's something wrong with the connection, the one who she wants should love her, should take care of her, should be worried about her, whatever the case might be, she feels there's something wrong with the connection, at that moment, she's, she's lost. Because her whole essence, it's like, it's like, again, like a mirror that gets all this beauty from the outside. Now, <clears throat> if you understand the phenomena, if you understand the phenomena, it's, 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 sometimes it helps things. But I want to tell you something very interesting. I'm going to say something very, very crucial now, and get it. I have to be very careful. The reason why the woman was created with this nature, the reason why the woman was created with this nature, was because Hashem created the woman with the nature that she is again, as the Zayar calls it, lesla megamiklum, and she has a tendency to connect. The real reason why she has this nature was not to build, not to build family life in such a way, because really she has the obligation in this unity called the Jewish home to create the connection of Hashem. That's her major obligation in life, to create this connection to Hashem. I'm saying something very, very crucial and I have to be very careful. When a woman feels that she was slighted, whatever the, ca the case might be, and she becomes, in Yiddish I say, Oismensch, and I'm explaining it, because that's all she has. That's all she has. She has the connection, she reflects, and she's missing it. So the man has what he has, but she has nothing. She's just a reflection. What happens is, that she is giving an expression that the center of my life, the center of my creation, the center of my talents is not Hashem. Because if she would always have the basic connection to Hashem, she would never feel empty. She would never feel empty because she's connected to Hashem. I once heard this from, from my Rebbe, who was an Adam Godel Moed. He once told me, and I don't know where he got it from, he said like this, he says, you should know when a person davens, when a person davens, and there's many things which disturb davening. If you have all kinds of thoughts during the davening, it disturbs the davening. It takes off the beauty and the power of the davening. There's one thing that's the words he used is puzzle davening. It makes davening puzzle and destroys davening completely. And that's atzfus. Atzfus. Atzfus means depression. And he didn't tell me why. He didn't tell me how he knows it. And I understand very well why. 
Because the whole essence of Atzvus means that I'm disconnected. That, that I'm just, I'm, I'm just out, out in the cold. The whole essence of davening, the word davening is tefillah. Naftuli elokim means I'm connected. The essence of davening is connection. Depression and davening is by absolute definition contradictions. By absolute definition. Because depression means I'm disconnected. Tefillah is I'm connected. A person who has, who has, who has, who has a tendency to, to, to depressions doesn't have to be serious. But just, you know, just you lose yourself every once in a while. That means that he's weak on tefillah. And the real refuah, there are a lot of other ways. You go to a psychologist, a lot of people think what to do. But the real refuah, why this whole phenomenon was created, is the issue of tefillah. Because tefillah means... The appreciation of the reality, the simple reality of Hashem, the simple beauty of Hashem, and the woman is the one who has, was created with this specialty to connect to Hashem and to reflect Hashem's beauty. And I'm saying something very harsh now. This phenomenon, this phenomenon that you'll find that men usually hold themselves and women become depressed is like many other things that we do the exact opposite of what should be. Really women should be beaming always because they could never be missing. A man could be depressed because he didn't learn well today. He came to the base medish, he was busy, or someone someone caught him, someone told him an Irish kite, and he, you know, he was distracted, and today he didn't learn terror. So he comes home, he's depressed. He has the right to be depressed. But why on earth should one be depressed? You didn't learn well today. You didn't have, what, what happened? You disconnected? Connect! Connect! Hashem is there. It's the exact opposite. The woman is always supposed to be beaming. Always supposed to be by herself. Because she's never missing. There'll never be a situation when she's disconnected. The man can have ups and downs. The woman does not deserve ups and downs because she's always connected to Hashem. You should know, let me tell you something. This, this, is, this is off the issue. The, off the issue. And the biggest problem, the biggest problem, and I'm not going to talk about this evening, but lately, lately when, I, when I speak, I speak a lot about this. The biggest problem is the clarity of the reality of Hashem. That's the biggest problem. The clarity of the reality of Hashem. Especially modern generation. But today, we're suffering from other things also. Now, let me tell you another difference between men and women. And again, I'm going to be very cruel now. A man, by nature, generates what he is. Now, when he attaches to other things... He does not destroy his definition. For instance, when you have a man, who's learning about Gemara, and comes home and finds a Time magazine on the table, right? And this Bokhar is, a, is, is a, let's, I don't want to insult him, but he, he's not here, and of course I don't know who he is. 
We didn't give him a name. We'll call him, he's a tippish, he's a stupid boy. And he reads the Time Magazine. Now, his sister comes home from Besyakov, and she reads the same Time Magazine. 99% of the people in this world will tell you, in the, in the Torah world, will, who, for whom is it more destructive, for the boy or for the girl? For the boy. The boy is learning Torah. It's destroying him. The girl is not mukhif to learn Torah. Now I, my name is Pincus, my first name is Shimshin, I say exact opposite. It's much more destructive for the girl. Why? Let me tell you, let me tell you why. Because for the boy, it's a stain in his neshama. It's a stain. For the girl, it's a definition. It def- defines her essence. Because what is she? She's a mirror. What she reflects, that's what she is. So if she reads a stupid, ugly story, it defines her essence. That's what she is. But he, that's not what he is. He's just learns Gemara all day. It's a stain in his neshama. Huh? Definition is a Hagdarat Metzius. She's the reflection of everything. Because that's... That's right. So if she watches Macaulay, if she, if she, let's say she watches a television program, and she stares at two schmutzik mention whatever they're doing over there, right? That, that becomes absorbed in, her, in the essence of her personality. Because that's where she is. She's a mirror. The boy, he has his nature. He's like the sun. So if you, have, if you take, if you take a, a foreign object and you penetrate into the sun, it'll be a stain on the sun. But the moon, <laughs> what's the moon? The moon has a definition. Did you ever see the moon? You look at the moon, you don't see the moon, you see, the, you see what he reflects. The woman, she has no definition. She has no turret. She has no tzitzit, she has no tefillin. She has no mezuzah, she has no shev. What is she? She's what she reflects. So if she's out in the world, and she's busy... You know, with, with an Irish chitin, that's what she is. That's what she is. If she's busy with Hashem, if she's raising children for Torah, and she's connected to Hashem, that's what she is. She's beaming kedusha, and that moment she is greater than the man, because the greatness that she can get, he'll never dream of. Why? Because he's what he is, and she reflects Hashem. And the same is opposite. In the negative things are not destructive to him as they are to her. Now, let's come back to the issue of Shalom Bayes. The whole issue of Shalom Bayes is connection. That's what Shalom Bayes is, connection. Now, the talent for connection, the kishon for connection, this is hers. This is not his. That's not his neshama. His neshama, his creation is not for connection. His, his creation is to generate. Her creation is to connect. Now, this is, this is not my issue, but I just want to explain this. I just want to explain this just as, 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 as a derech hagav. There's a little problem over here. The problem is as follows. The way I'm painting the picture, the, 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 the woman 
her kishon is to connect. And she has a special talent to connect to Hashem. A special talent. And that's called tefillah. I don't want to discuss it at length, but you should know this. The man was created exclusively to learn Torah. And the woman was created exclusively to daven. That's her creation, to daven. The reason why women are not mukhiyah to daven, if they're not mukhiyah to daven, I'm telling you something. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not the reason why there's no special mitzvah of women to daven, if, if there isn't, let's say if there isn't, is the same reason there's no mitzvah for, the, for them to get married. Because their whole essence is getting married, and their whole essence is davening. You can't tell a woman to daven. Of course she's davening. If she doesn't daven, she's nothing. The man you have to tell him to daven. Because he doesn't want to daven. That's not his essence. He doesn't know what he needs to connect. He wants to generate. So you say, wait a second, besides the fact that you're, that you're a man, but you're also, you're also Hashem's bride. You're Hashem's color. But the woman, you don't have to tell her to daven. How could you tell a woman to daven? She's cool at davening. She's pure davening. That's all she is, is davening. That's her creation. That's her talent. That's her kishrin. And the Gemara says, He's Zer Be careful with your wives. Should the Messiah is because they cry. By nature, they have, they have wells of tears. That's all they do is cry. That's their nature. You don't, you can't, you, you don't have to, you know, you tell a horse to watch him call to, to run, you tell a horse to stop, but he runs by himself. You don't have to tell a woman to daven. The whole issue of Shachris, Mincha, Marif, this is not Midorai, this is the Rabbana created for the men. It's, it's crutches. But the women don't need these crutches. Why today women daven? Because they lost their, their, their talent. They lost their nature. So you have to push them to davening. Shachos min chamarev. Originally, you didn't tell them Shachos min chamarev. You didn't have. She didn't. She didn't even know Hebrew. She has to speak in Hebrew. She has to speak. She spoke in 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 in, in English and in, in Yiddish and Hungarian and in in Lugano. I know what she spoke. She spoke. She spoke. She spoke. She spoke Hadsprach. She spoke out of her heart. She didn't go with crutches. What she says? She 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 she's a hinkadikah. She needs a sitter. She didn't need a sitter. Today they need a sitter. What can we do? <laughs> Why? Because today we're attached to the world. We have to know the styles. We have to know what's happening. We have to do the news. We have to do the whole answer belt. So, so, so they have to push us to attach to Hashem. Originally, I think it's enough for today. <laughs> I'm being very cruel today. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. All right. <laughs> You know, let me tell you something very interesting. When a man gets dressed, when a man dresses himself and a woman dresses herself, by nature, the woman wants to be attractive. The man wants to be respectable. Bukhubit. Attractive means to connect. I'm not talking chas v'sham, someone who's, who's, who's doing That's what attractive means, to connect. And bukhubit means I should generate. I'll tell you something very interesting. There's there's Adam God Moed in Yerushalayim, very, well, in my opinion, one of the greatest people in our generation. A young man is named Yaakov Hillel. He's a great Makubu. He's a very very close friend of mine. Very very close friend of mine. But I mean, he's he's way above me. He's he's mamish. He's he's a big Rosh Hashiva, and he's, he's 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 in his his profession of Kabbalah. He's the greatest in the world. He has he has a very special 
Kavonis of Tefillah. Anyways, as good friends, Mamash as good friends, he's a Sardish he's a man, he's, he, was, he was born, he's from Iraq, he was born in Bombay, his wife is American. As Mamash has close friends, he was telling me once, you know, the Baruch Hashem, he said, my wife is such a wonderful person, you know, Mamash has close friends. So he was telling me that his wife, you know, helps him with this, helps him with this. And immediately she said, Vyosali Tashuk. She goes and she goes and she buys she buys in the grocery store. Yosali Tashuk, you know, she goes she goes to the market and she buys everything you need. Shuk means the market. She she buys she buys the, the potatoes and the onions. So I look at her and say, what? What what are you talking about? She says, What do you mean? He says, by the Sfarish Chachamim? A woman goes out goes out to buy things in the store, she she leaves the house. The Chacham goes goes to the market. The Chacham used to go to the market every said. I, I, you see the old, old Sephardic people, you know, with the baskets, with the car- carrying a uh, chicken and a... <laughs> the whole Metzias of women, the whole Chi the of women is Tzinias. Tzinias means protection. Why, why does she need such a protection? That's why she needs such a protection. Because the man does need that protection. Because we have a rule, everyone knows how to kosher chickens. I don't know if in modern generations if you still remember, but your great 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 grandmother used to kosher chickens. So when you kosher chickens, there's a halacha like this: you put salt on a chicken. So the salt has two natures: it's bolea, it absorbs, and it's pilot, and it pushes out. Right? It pushes out the blood. But if it, but if it's not enough salt, it's bolea the blood. So the Gemara Sakashi says, the Gemara says when you put you put salt on the chicken and it pushes out the blood. But why isn't Bolea the blood? Why isn't Bolea? Why not absorb? So the Gemara says these words. I did the Tori le Miflat le Bali. He's so busy pushing out, he doesn't absorb. Did you ever notice this? A public speaker like myself. We have terrible faults. You talk so much you can't hear anything. <laughs> Whatever it is, there's such a nature. The man... Is Torah le Miflat. So he's out in the street. If he generates holiness, then he's Lobalea. He could he could he could he could he could, he could, he could stand it. But the woman, she's not pilot. She doesn't have what to be pilot. All she is is Mivla. All she is is to absorb. Why does Shem create her that way again? Because she could be a thousand times greater than he is. Because he generates his greatness, she can absorb Hashem's greatness. Alright, that's the reason. But practically speaking, that's her nature, to absorb. That's why she needs a double, double, triple protection. Because everything she does, she absorbs. So when she watches, you know, I, 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 one, one of the big, big tzaddikim in Yerushalayim, a big, big Talmud Chochem, a big, a big, I don't want to mention his name. He, he wrote out, he, he, he said a drosha, and he's saying, he was complaining about the movies on the airplanes. Disgusting movies, the schmutz. He says, I was going in the airplane. He said, I didn't look at the movie, but, but my wife told, told me what's, 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 what's in the movie. <laughs> he's lucky that I have control of myself. I wanted to throw, throw, throw something at him, that, 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 that he, even though he's a thousand times bigger than I am. He doesn't watch the movie. His wife can watch the movie. It's exact opposite. It's exact opposite. If he would watch the movie, he'd stain his nisham. And if his wife watches the movie, she's destroyed. She's destroyed. 
the schmutz that the women whitewash today. They think, yeah, I, I wouldn't have to learn. Why don't you have to learn? Why didn't Hashem tell you to learn? Hashem says you don't have to learn because you, you could be you could have a like the, the, the son said you can you could connect straight. You don't have to go through you don't have to go through misses. You can have a straight connection. So instead of learning, she watched the movie. <laughs> you should know. With this, I'm going to conclude. Bechlolus, which means in the in the in the, in the, the water definition, the whole essence of the Jewish people. And comparing, comparison to the Goyim is like a sun and a moon. The Goyim, as you know, count to the sun. Their whole calendar is the sun calendar. The Jewish people, the first mitzvah was that you should look at the moon. Because the Jewish people are Hashem's color. Hashem's are, 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 are like, 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 like a wife to Hashem. Mamar Hasin was a wedding. Now everything I said to, I said this evening about the women really applies to the whole Jewish people, even the men. When you have a little Goyish child sitting and watching a television, and he sees that trash, that violence, that subhuman. I mean, I mean, today, today you don't, you know, you don't have to be a Kano, you don't have to be Jewish to, to know that it's subhuman. But to show you on, on the other thing, you see, you know, you know the. The today they have close-ups that they take, you know, that someone smashes his head and, they, and, and, and you, just, you know, you see the blood. Hashem should save us. I didn't see it. That's what people told me. Not, not my wife, Hashem. <laughs> <laughs> when a Goyesha child sees that junk, that trash, it's a stain in his neshama. A Goyesha also has, has, has a neshama. When a Yiddishha child sees it, a thousand times worse. It defines his his personality. He absorbs it. He he he, 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 he turns. It, that, that's what he becomes. Because the whole mitzvah of the Jewish people, in comparison to the goyim, is like. Is, that's why Jewish people. Why did Jewish people become become so destroyed? Unless unless they're they're you know, they're, they're working on it. But the Italians, you know, the Italians, uh, they live in the Yoko many years. They're not religious. They don't have a Torah. And they remain Italians. The Jewish people, if you don't have a Torah, if you're not connected, if you don't learn day and night, you don't go to shul three times a day, you become a pure guy. You lose your identity. And that's why. Because the Jewish person has no identity. All he has is he reflects. So when he's with the Goyim, he reflects the Goyim. He's with Hashem, he reflects Hashem. Excuse me? Uh, ladies? No, it's Gashmias. I want to tell you something. Look, I, I, I don't usually do this. I don't usually... When, when someone asks me a question, I usually give an answer. But you'll have to excuse me. I'm going to answer a question with a question. Tell me one thing that a Yiddish lady does that's Gashmias. Cooking is Kashmir's. How could you say such a thing? How could you say such a thing? What are you cooking for? This is food. The food is life. 
Who eats this? Who, who, eats, who eats your food? Life is Gashmis. Let me say something. Meish Rebbeinu was Gashmis or Ruchnis? Ruchnis. Meish Rebbeinu, without life, what would you be? Huh? Soul. Without life, Meish Rebbeinu is nothing. Avram Avinu without life is nothing. Dovar Melech without life is nothing. Akkadosh Baruch Es Meshich. What do you want? She says, Chaim. I just want Chaim. I want life. Life is the essence of Ruchnis. Life is the clear of Ruchnis. Attachment to Hashem. Depends what you do with life. But life... So if, if a Jewish woman... That, 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 that she has a husband that that, that, that davens three times a day, that learns his daf yomi, or sometimes even goes to the kol once in a while, and she has church learning Torah, and she gives them food and nourishment and life. How can, I don't want to be insulting you, but take the kol doesn't know who you are. I don't know who you are either. How can you say such a thing? That's gashmius. That's gashmius. There's no. There's no. There's nothing that a Jewish woman does to Gashmias. She's pure. The husband does Gashmias. Yes. You know why? Because he makes an extra dollar. Which is pure Gashmias. He buys a fancier car, which he does not need for the family. That's pure Gashmias. But what does she do as Gashmias? You're right. If she goes to the Scheitelmacher, you know, just to have an extra shaitl, etc. But if she goes to shaitl matter, because, because she wants to be respectable, so the house should, should be besimchadik, that she should feel good, that the house should be besimchadik, it should be a happy atmosphere, the children should grow gesund, should be happy children, the husband should be happy, she should be happy, it's pure ruchnis. Yeah. Yeah, but, but uh, again, again, the man, the man is like a son. Now, even though the son gets a life from, from, from Hashem, but he doesn't realize it. It's not, it's not, so, it's not so noticeable. When you look at the sun, you see this, see, it's generating. Whereas the moon, it's obvious that what she's doing is, is reflecting. Really, when the, when, when the man learns Torah, he's reflecting Hashem. Right? But he's in the picture. He's in the picture. Did you ever see a man, did you ever see a Rosh Hashiva sitting up front, you understand? He's in the picture. Did you ever see a woman, you understand, by a sitting a collar because she's a collar, right? Besides the collar. Sitting up front, you understand? No such thing as a Chosheva Rebetzin. She doesn't take any place. The Chosheva the Rebetzin, the villain of the his wife, didn't take any place. She was the greatest woman in the world. The girl. When I said about that, I was not talking to him together with her. I'm talking about him separately and her separately. When a man by nature, that's what, the connection something else. When a na- man by nature, when he does an Avera, it's a stain in his Neshama. But that stain is not that serious because he's learning Perry he has ways to get rid of it. By her, it def- defines her whole personality. It's much more destructive. I really believe, and I really hold like that, it's more destructive for girls to read library books than the boys. I really hold like that. He can generate greatness, but he can never, but not, but not that Why beauty, not woman? that purity, because he's because he's in the picture. He's in the picture. You see, you have a picture of the Chovetz Chaim. That's right. That's what that's what Shem says. L'chi ma'iti asatzmech. L'chi ma'iti asatzmech. If you be ma'iti asatzmech, then then you're in business. So I think it's enough for this evening. I was in the middle of saying something and I and I and I stopped the middle. But I, I just wanted to say what I said like this. The chod is a contradiction here because here I'm saying to connect to Hashem. Here I'm saying to connect to the family. The answer is like this: when you connect into the family, you're connecting to Hashem. 
Let me, let me just explain this. I, I don't think you, you, you realize that, that, there was, that I became disconnected over here. But if you, anyone will listen to the tape will realize that, that there's, some, there's a hole over here. Let me explain to you this. You should know like this. When two people, when two things come together, I just want to tell you a rule. It has nothing to do with what I said this evening, but just a very important rule. When you have to paste two things together, you have two pieces of what you want to paste them together. How does it work? You can't put them together. There's no way for them to attach, only with paste. Paste means like this. You have a third party in the middle. The third party has the talent to hold to him and to hold to her and to push them together. You with me? Yes. Now, when a man and a woman meet, there's no way for them to connect without a third party in the middle. Now, wait a second. I didn't finish. If they are connected, the Kedusha, then Hashem is the third party that connects them. If they are connected, Shalobi Kedusha, the Yitzhahar is the third party that connects them. The Yitzhahar. The Yitzhahar. It destroys them. There's no way, there's no connection that's part of them. There's no connection that's part of them. Either there's, there's a tumor, there's, there's, there's a Yitzhahar, there's a destruction that connects, or it's the beauty of Hashem. So really, in a Jewish home, when there's a connection between, between, between the people at home, between the husband and wife, the connection to the husband, by definition, is connection to Hashem. And she is the one who has this talent. That's what Chochmah's notion of Bonsai Beisim. 